Welcome to Fick Focus, where Bloomberg Intelligence fixed income, credit currency, and commodity strategists and analysts discuss their short and long-term views on debt markets and issuers. Now, here's the Bloomberg Intelligence Fick Research Team. Welcome to FX Moments, which is part of our Fick Focus podcast series. My name is Audrey Child Freeman. I'm the Chief G10 Currency Strategist for Bloomberg Intelligence. And today I am joined by Stephen Chu, who is our Chief Asia FX and Rate Strategist. So today we're to- touching on a very topical subject uh, of currency crisis. I mean, this is usually a theme for the emerging markets, but it has certainly ga- gained a lot of traction in the G10 currency space. And I'm being asked on a daily basis whether sterling is indeed in a currency crisis. So let's start with the definition. What what is a currency crisis? So there there is no official definition for a currency crisis. If you look at the textbooks and uh, the, the research on, on that subject, uh, the, ki- the kind of references uh, change and, and vary. But usually we refer to a 20% sell-off in the currency and the pace of, of the sell-off is, is what's crucial. So unless um, the re- recent pace of what we've seen in the past week of sterling uh, sell-off uh, is sustained, we're probably not uh, in a currency crisis context just yet. But looking at the numbers, it's certainly um, a, a topic that I think will remain very, very uh, debated uh, in, in the weeks to come in the UK. And at this point, I think we're probably more uh, in what I would describe as a credibility crisis for sterling. So, so let's see what happened. So what happened on, on, on sterling is that we've had a shift in the drivers. So the weaker sterling story is, is not new. I mean, it's something that comes in the context of a broadly, do- broadly much stronger dollar that we've seen actually since uh, June 2021, uh, a story that has gained pace uh, in the course of this year, both driven by cyclical reason, by Fed and yield reason, and by geopolitical reason. As we know, in Europe, we have much greater situ- exposure to what happening uh, on the Ukraine-Russia situation. Um, But we move from sterling being driven lower by those factors to sterling being driven lower by what I call a structurally bearish case. And that's quite worrying. Um, The market is now focusing on the dual budget and current account position in the UK. And that's happening at a time when stagflationary forces are increasing. Uh, and the, the risk is that the Bank of England has to raise rates uh, aggressively. And, and that could uh, actually, in some respects, uh, exacerbate uh, the recessionary forces that have also been uh, affecting uh, the UK economy. So, so we are not in a good, in a good situation. And, and why do we why why do we have this shift in drivers and why is the market suddenly focusing on the fiscal situation? And the answer is the the, the mini budget that was announced last week in the UK by the new government is basically raising significant debt sustainability 
credibility problems and concern in the market, simply because what happened there is that we have a large fiscal stimulus via, via tax cuts, which, by the way, in normal circumstances, would have been supportive for sterling. But the problem is that this is happening in a context where we have already a high inflation uh, environment and there's no adjustment in spending. So the perception here, and, and it's, it is quite justified, the perception is that um, by bringing this large fiscal stimulus, you're actually adding onto uh, the, the, the inflation predicament. And on top of that, you, you are exacerbating um, the, the and you're worsening the fiscal outlook uh, and the long-term fiscal outlook, which uh, isn't good for, for, for the currency. Um, so, so the next question is what happens next and what could reverse sterling, the sterling fortunes? I mean, in the near term, I, I kind of feel that the best hope for the pound is some kind of uh, improvement on the international context, which is, by the way, also contributing to the weakness in sterling. Let's say um, some more positive headlines coming out uh, of the geopolitical, geopolitical situation or let's assume uh, a, Fed, a Fed that's kind of moving away a little bit from the hawkishness that we've seen in recent weeks. However, this is not gonna happen anytime soon. So the international help for sterling, I, I, have, concerned, uh, I have concerned that they're not coming anytime soon. So on the domestic front, what we need, uh, I feel, uh, is a response more of a fiscal nature than of a monetary nature. So the Bank of England has taken some measures to stabilize the gilt market, and that may, may be welcome, but it's not the answer to Sterling's predicament. So credibility needs to be restored. And in that respect, it will be crucial to see what uh, the government announces uh, in, a couple of, in a couple of months' time uh, when there's further fiscal announcement to be made and an urgent need to restore credibility when it comes to UK medium to long-term public finances. In the meantime, we probably are gonna hear more talk about currency crisis, more talk about sterling crisis. And that also implies that, you know, the parity calls that, we, that have been kind of debated since the beginning of the year on, on cable are becoming more and more feasible. Um, so this is where we are for sterling. Uh, this is uh, also uh, the currency crisis debate is, is not just a G10 debate. Uh, and actually, I, I really would like to have Stephen take on, on all of this. And Stephen, how do you see the, the situation in, in your part of the world and in, in your currency space? Is there any currency in particular at the moment that you feel is exposed and vulnerable to a potential crisis. Thanks, Audrey. Um, so before I start talking about my space, let's just briefly talk about uh, what could be a currency crisis. Um, as you said earlier, um, about the sterling, um, not at a crisis just yet, but then um, like we should know at what point that a currency uh, will be facing a crisis. So usually when we talk about currency crisis, we mean an abrupt decline in the value of a currency, which uh, usually in turn also drag down the economy, financial market, equity prices, bond prices, 
and even induce a contagious effect and hurt currencies of similar nature or within the same region, just like what happened in 97, 98 um, to the Asian currencies. Um, to put it into numbers, just for reference, because there are no um, hard formula for that, and there were literature work like um, the one from Franklin Rose in 1996. They defined the currency crisis as a nominal depreciation of at least 25% and also at least a 10% increase in the rate of depreciation. So as long as we are just seeing a slow drop in the currency value, just like what happened this year still, then um, we're not facing a crisis per se, whether it's G10 or Asia, we're still okay. Uh, let's just um, look at um, Asia. So for example, um, when we look at the pace of Asian currencies against the dollar this year, uh, basically all of the Asian currencies, um, EM Asian currencies here, so um, except the yen, uh, it fell less than 20% against the dollar year to date. In fact, I think half of the major Asian currencies fell less than 10% um, as of um, September 27th. So um, it's too early to talk about crisis, um, definitely too early in Asia. Um, whereas uh, for G10, um, Audrey's space, um, it's not a crisis yet, but then uh, it's closer compared to Asia, definitely. It's a relative relative scale. So uh, we saw um, the Krona and the Yen, the Sterling, um, all fell over 20%. But still, this is not the, the kind of um, drop that we are talking about when we talk about currency crisis. Um, so for example, we, we, we mentioned about the Asian financial crisis. Now back then, when we talk about crisis, we're talking about depreciation in the scale of over 50 to 60% in the Asian currencies. So it happened to the won, it happened to the Thai baht back then. And also this happened in a matter of few months instead of a year. So that's a currency crisis that we're talking about. And so, of course, what happened after that, it's all of the major Asian economies, they start to build better buffer, they run larger FX reserves, and more importantly, they reduce the reliance on external dollar funding. So that which is why nowadays uh, we see a better resilience in the Asian economy and the Asian currencies. Great. And, um, yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot for, for the G10 world to, to, to learn from and look at, uh, and, and certainly... Uh, we we are keeping an eye on on those moves, and it's it will most likely uh, keep keep us occupied and uh, for for the next few weeks and months uh, on on the G10 currency front. Uh, thank you for your insights and, and for your view, Stephen. This brings us to the conclusion of our FX Moment podcast. If you have any question about what we discussed today, uh, please reach out to Stephen or to myself. Uh, just as a reminder, you can find our research on the BI Curve page on the Bloomberg ten Terminal. Uh, I hope you found today's post podcast interesting. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you. Thank you.